Blog Talk Radio.
ready to go right into the program now. So please tune in. Share with your family and friends. Uh, please put uh, hearts, thumbs, emojis up. Uh, please communicate with me on tonight. I just want you all to know that. So let's pray real quick. Father God, we thank you for another night. We thank you for this night, this Friday night, to be able to have a service and be able to communicate with the people and be able to remind them and talk to them about what you're doing. God, I just thank you for your word. I hope it falls on good ground. I hope someone gets something out of the word on tonight, Father. I just thank you for everything you're doing in the body of Christ. Thank you for how you're blessing my household, myself, and my family, my extended family, my bloodline family. God, I just thank you for everything. Let your word go out, God, and let it accomplish that which it was sent out to do. Let it not come back void. If it try to come back void, we'll add more to it. Amen. Let's get started. Well, first and foremost, I want to say I'm going to come to you all from the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's a well-known story, but it's something that really um, been ministered to me for the last couple of days, couple of weeks, you could say. You know, we always hear that God has a sister human. We always hear that you can talk with God while you walk with God. God knows his plan he has towards you. You can ask God questions. People will tell you, you can't ask God questions. But see, I'm going to show you something else tonight where it's proven that you can. And he will communicate with you. Now, he may not tell you everything you want to hear, if he tell you what you want to hear, but God will answer you. So in Genesis, the 18th chapter, it talks about Abraham and Sarah. It talks about how Abraham. <clears throat> hold up, let, let me let me wipe the let, let me wipe the windows off. Cause see, I'm so excited that my glasses is getting smogged up, even on my eyes. Just my eyes is excited. Whether the smoke is coming off of them, the steam from my body that's causing my glasses to steam up. So I'm gonna. Wipe them off real good because, see, I don't, I don't want my my stuff to run into each other. I want to make sure, make sure that I get this out, I get this across. Okay. Uh, the first uh, verse starts off with um, Abraham, about high noon, was sitting in the doorway of the tent that him and Sarah was in. And Abraham was sitting there chilling, cooling out, minding his own business. It says in the heat of the day. So, you know, I take that as high noon. So I bet he was sitting there sweating, probably wishing he had some iced tea, some Kool-Aid or something, you know, some cold water. But yet and still, he was sitting there at the heat of the day. And he looked up and saw three men. And when he saw these three men coming, he kind of like, what, what, what? He jumped up, he went, and he ran, and he met up with them. And he said to them, he said, my Lord, he said, please don't walk by. 
Don't walk by. If I find favor in your sight, please don't walk by. Come on over here. Kick it with me. Chill with me. Let's, you know, let me get some water to wash your feet, you know. Let me get some water or something for you all to drink while you all sit here under the tree and cool out, chill out, rest your heart, rest your feet. Kick it with one another. Talk about your plan. Just don't walk by. See, back in them days, the greatest thing you could show a person, a stranger, especially when you uh, receive and acknowledge they are of Christ, men and women of Christ. What you say, Margo? Okay. So when you look up and see three men of God coming, you know to recognize. So after he said to sit, you know, sit down if I find favor in your sight, please don't keep walking by me, don't ignore me, you know, come on over here, let me, in other words, let me spoil you a little bit. Let me, let me show you what I do. Let me show you what my God has taught me. Let me show you my hospitality. Let me show you what I, what I got. He said, let me get some water so you can wash your feet while you rest and chill out under the tree. He didn't have no air conditioning. He didn't have no fan. But he had this big old tree. He told him, come on over here and sit down and give me give you this little water. You wash your feet and kick it and chill. He said, but uh, let me go on over here. I'll let my wife tell her, make some uh, some dinner rolls. My mom used to make the best dinner rolls in the world, but make some dinner rolls, make some bread, do something. And I just want you all to sit down. So they told him, okay, go and do what you say you're going to do. In other words, show me. Act like I'm coming from Missouri. I live in Missouri. Show me. So Abraham did what he said he was going to do, but he also, after he told Sarah, make that bread, bring out them Hawaiian buns that soft with bread, he ran in the back, and he got a calf. Not just grab that calf. He got a tender, a young calf. And he gave it to his servant, his chef brother, to uh, <coughs> sorry, to dress it up, you know, season it, do all that he was going to do. He did all that. You know how they say he was going to have some steak, some beef short ribs, you know, they were going to have something, some beef neck bones, something. But he made sure he dressed it up. So after he did all that, Abraham brought, you know, some curd. You know, we call it dip. He brought some milk over, and he brought the calf that they cooked, and he put it down in front of them just so they could eat. And when he stood by watching them eat under the tree, then he, he asked them, he said, well, you know, I'm a, this is me putting it in there. Is this enough? You want something else? You know, can I do anything else for you? You know, uh, you need some towels or something to wipe your hands. You know, this is just me asking he's showing hospitality. So he's watching them, and I could imagine what was going through his mind, that these three men of God is walking past, and he's seeing. Now, him and his wife and his servants have served them, so he's trying to I know he's probably thinking, because I would be thinking, you know, what, what, what's going on? You know, uh, wow, is there anything else I could do for him? Is there something, did I do something wrong? Or did I do something right? You know. So the three men sitting there, they said, where your wife at? He said, oh, she in the tent. 
you know, she was in the tent behind because that's where she was at, preparing the food and doing, you know, how, I guess they say household chores and stuff like that. So um, after he told him that she was in the tent behind him, one of them said, I'll be back by this time next year, you know, time of life. I'm going to come back, and by the time I get back, the wife should have been ahead of son. I could imagine his face like, son, we ain't going to adopt, we ain't going to foster those kids, but you say my wife shall have a son. Like, he, he, I know he's looking at him like she don't conceive. So now that he said that, by him and, and Sarah being old, Abraham and Sarah was, as they would say, wax old. They was old, old. They was old-fashioned old. You know, they was old. He said, um, yeah, she's going to have a child. So get ready. Get ready. She's going to bear you a son. Not just your son, but this is going to be a child of promise. He's telling him he's going to have a child, even if it's age. You know what they say, anything too hard to die. No, there's nothing too hard to die. We put limit and time limits and we put uh, uh, God in a box. God is not in a, not a boxable person. He's not a gift you can wrap up. Hmm. Somebody didn't catch that. God is not a gift you can wrap up. He's not a gift you can give to one. He's a gift that you tell somebody, everybody. Anybody, all bodies about him, the gift. He's the gift giver. He's the gifter. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. So after Sarah heard that, <laughs> Sarah was like most women that's old. She said, after I'm all worn out, my hips don't work, my knees hurt, my back hurt, my side hurt. I can't breathe. I got a headache. My feet tired. She said, I'm going to have a baby. So she, <laughs> yeah, okay. So when she said that, she laughed at herself and talked like she was talking. That's when the man of God said, is anything too hard for God? She said, when I return next year, you're going to have a child. You're going to have a son. So he asked Sarah, why did you laugh? She had got scared. She said, I didn't laugh. He said, yes, you did. Now, see, right there, God gave an opportunity for forgiveness because he, she laughed at what God had said. See, a lot of times we look at where we're at in life, and even though God had promised us something way back yesteryear, God has promised us something a long time ago, and because we haven't seen it, we don't believe it. Or we'll probably even try to remind God. I remember I once thought I was going to get this. I remember I once thought I was going to get that. But she laughed, and then she lied and said she didn't. So she doubted. But then she lied and said she didn't doubt, but then the man of God said, yes, she did. You didn't believe. You didn't. The question is, again, is there anything too hard for God? No, nothing. Nothing. 
Now, just you all, just come on and imagine with me. She's old, Abraham old. Could you imagine all the children she'd have seen in her lifetime? Hey, Lynn, thanks for joining in. Could you imagine all the uh, children that she wanted, she tried to have, wish she could have, but because she was bearing, when she was in the childbearing years, she couldn't have, but now that she old, you know how we say, we we, we we got dust now, we ain't even got no milk, we got dust. You know how we say, I couldn't, I, ooh, I had a child right now, I, I, I couldn't take care of him because, first of all, I don't believe it would have happened. If it did, I would have the strength, the knowledge, or the ability to keep up with the child. But we never ask God what he said. See, that's what our question should always be, God, what did you say? See, Sarah didn't say, God, what did you say, even though God was telling her, by this time next year, when I come back, you're going to have a son. Mm. So as they went on and they told her she did fly and that when they come back, she's going to have that son, this is when Abram realized that it, that the man had eaten already. <clears throat> and they had chilled, chilled out and had they little Kool-Aid and Pepsi and water and milk and everything else, you know, it was time for them to go. So the men got up to leave. When they got up to leave, Abram walked with them as they went toward Sodom. Mm-hmm. They walked toward Sodom. Abraham was walking with them. And the Lord said, shall I hide from him what I'm going to do when he gets aside? Because Abraham is going on to, to be a great and powerful nation, and all nations on the earth shall be blessed by him. I believe God said then, I'm going to let him know because I want to make sure understand it wasn't a happenstance that I came by here. I want him to understand that I wasn't just going through here because it was something to do. It was a shortcut. It was a purpose for me to walk this way. Mm -hmm. It was a purpose. See, Abraham didn't hear about the three men coming. Abraham didn't hear that they were men of God, it said when he looked up, when his eyes lifted up, he saw them and he ran to them and he greeted them because he bowed himself down to the ground. See, it's a difference in bowing and bowing to the ground. Do you know how much honor that is for that man, Abraham, to have done that to them three men that was walking past? He could have said, hello, sir, how are you doing? But no, he ran up to them afar off from when he saw them by the tent when he was sitting under the tree and he bowed down to the ground. That's when he first recognized who was in his neighborhood, mm. whose presence he was in. Not who was in his presence, who presence he was in. He realized that. Then 
he said, please, if I find favor in your sight, please don't keep walking. Please don't just go on down this road. Please, please come on over here. Let me get some water so that you may wash your feet. Major Cody, thanks for coming tuning in. Let me get something that I can help take the pressure off of your tour. Y'all know we go on road trips. I don't care if it's we riding on the motorcycles or we driving in a car or we on the bus or on the train or on the plane. Well, you know we go sometimes we want something to drink and we want a snack. Hey, Howard, thanks for tuning in. So what he did was said, let me get some water to wash your feet. Y'all know us, we kick our shoes off. We want to air our toes out and spread them. So he got them some water to wash their feet. Then he said, let me get you something to eat. Hey, Leslie, thanks for tuning in. To let you go ahead on so that when you're going about your business, y'all know we be saying our stomach talking to our back. You won't have food later, baby. Be careful. You won't have no, um, what they say, cramps, uh, pains in your stomach. Your stomach won't be growling. You won't be going through all that because what he did was said, let me get you something to eat. Now, once he went in the grand back in the house, he told his wife, go on and make some bread. He told her how to get the finest, the sifted flour, the finest flour. He told her how to knead it and make it to make them some cakes, to make them some bread. Mm. You know, so he brought over the curd, that's what dip, you know, brought some dip over and milk. After he went, uh, he brought the, the calf that he had killed to have served, you know. He wanted to make sure he didn't just give them no hot dogs or no bologna sandwiches, no peanut butter and jelly. He gave them, uh, y'all know what we're going to say, steak. Some of y'all like it red. Some of y'all like it done, uh, well done. Some of y'all like it charcoal, you know, however you like it. He gave them some meat, uh, some, rib, some uh, what's that, baby back ribs and uh, neck bones, whatever you want to call it. He made sure when they left that they were fed. He gave them something to drink. Whether it was Pepsi, sweet tea, iced tea, hot tea, coffee, but the word say milk. He gave them something to drink. So, you know, I'm talking about how we would do today and how they did then. Now, after they did that, he said, now that you all finna go, he said, let me go on and walk with you. You know how you had them neighbors or family members that I don't want to say neighbors, but you had them family members or you, you go out of town and, Family members show you how to get back to the expressway. They go along with you so far. He said, let me walk with you. Lord, I'm going to walk with you. And I, I'm going to listen to you all, and I'm going to talk with you. So as they was walking, see, I'm going to read this about the word. It say that while that I would go down and see, God said, I'm going to go down and see in Sodom and Gomorrah. If their sins is grievous and if they outcry, that has reached me is what it said. They said it is, but if it's not, he said I would know. Mm. See, he didn't just go by what somebody told him. He said I'm gonna go see for myself if the sins and the outcry is what they they said it is when it reached me. You know, like the city crying out right now. Something got to be done. Too much killing going on. Too much carjacking going on. Too much this. Too much that. Too much gunplay, too much everything is going on. But see, everybody's doing everything. They're calling on the mayor to take care of it. <laughs> They're calling on the governor to take care of it. 
They're calling on the aldermen to take care of it. They're calling on the president of the United States to take care of it. But I have not heard not one leader on TV or the radio call for a big prayer meeting. Hmm. It don't matter whose name is on the banner that who called for the prayer meeting because the prayer meeting is called by God and of God and for God. We have to get together and understand how to make it reach God so that he will come and see about it for himself. I don't know if y'all heard me. It said, the Lord said, the outcry against Solomon and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. That's what the NIV version say. If it's as bad as the outcry. See what the King James version say. For verse 20. What was that? Uh, verse 20. It says, And the Lord said, Because the cry of Solomon the Gomorrah is great, and because their sins is very grievous. 21 say, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. See, even in that time, the cry was so loud and so bad that God said, I will come down. See, they didn't have to text them. They didn't have to email them. They didn't have to send no, uh, how they say, uh, emojis or nothing because of the cry, the sins, the grievous. It's just, you all know the story, things that was going on in that day and time, things that was going on in the city. God said, oh, I got to go see. And after he said that, the men turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham returned, remained standing before the Lord. Hmm, did you y'all hear that? When the other two went on about their business, God's business, Abraham stayed there with the Lord. And as he stayed there with the Lord, Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Now, I'm reading this out of the NIV version. He said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Hmm. What if, he said, what if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people? Now, that was verse 24. Now, let me say something. When people say you can't ask questions, you shouldn't ask God questions. God was going to take care of business of destroying this city, two cities, Solomon and Gabor. And Abraham walked with him and the other two men. And Abraham asked him a question. 
If there are 50 people, he said, are you going to wash away the righteous with the wicked? So who said you can't talk to God? I, I, don't, I don't know that because all my life, if something occurred, I always find myself talking to God. Now, we're going to remember one thing. <clears throat> Abraham wasn't just talking to God. Abraham had family there. So, yes, he was concerned about his family. So we we going to act like we don't know that. But we're going to get back to this. He said, what if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place? for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike? Far be it from you, will not the judge of all the earth do right? Hmm. So he said, Lord, if you got 50 righteous people there, can you and will you make a difference between the righteous and the wicked, even though they're living in the same place? Oh, sound like Chicago to me. I, everybody else call it your city name. Sound like Chicago to me. We got the righteous and the wicked here. God, don't give me the reward of the wicked because I want to be right. I'm righteous. I'm doing your will, God. I, 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 I want to do your will. God, I, I'm doing everything that I believe you're asking me to do, but yet and still every day I'm asking, God, teach me and keep me on assignment. Don't let me miss it. And God, I miss some. Please, as you just said, school, let me have makeup time. God, give me time to make it up. Now, he went on to say, to spare for their sake, would you, would you not spare them? Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am not, I am nothing but dust and ash. Let me read that again. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ash. See, he recognized who he was and who he is. We're nothing but dust and ash. God said, from dust we came, dust we shall return. Now, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five? Now, he went from 50 to 45. God said the same thing. He said, if I find 45 there, I will not destroy it. Now, Abraham, once again, spoke to him, what if there's only 40 found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. So Abraham's using, you know, favor. Abraham's talking to God. He, he's trying to bring God down. God, please. If, if it's 50 there, would you not do it? Okay, Lord, he said, no, I won't do it. If I find 50. He said, what if it's only 45? Would you not do it? He said, if it's 45, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if it's 45. Now, that let you know God has a sense of humor. 
because I know he looked I'm just assuming he looking at him saying, Now, I already told you I came down to see if the sin that it's because of the crying out is great as it says, it is because I heard the crying out of the people. So God is God sent the human. He's gonna let you plead your case, he's gonna let you talk to him, but yet he said he's gonna give judgment. Let's keep going. Then he said, Well, Lord, don't be angry, but let me see. What if there's only thirty can be found? God actually said, I will not find I will not do it if I find thirty. Abraham say now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord. What if only twenty can be found there? God said, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, My Lord, not be angry, but let me speak just one more time. Y'all know how we say, Lord, let me speak just one more. One more, God, just hit me one more time. What if it's only ten can be found? He answered, for the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. But when the Lord had finished speaking with Abram, Abraham, I'm going to say it right, when the Lord finished speaking with Abraham, he left. And Abraham went home. He returned home. So what I'm saying about that is when you recognize God, when something happened in your life and you know nobody did that but God, nobody was able to do that but God, nobody performed that miracle in your life, nobody brought you out of that, nobody brought you into that, nobody opened that door. It's just people just want to hold on and come into your life because they're trying to uh, get praise. But when you know that you have recognized what's going on in your life is God, you get up and you run and you bow down to him. You give God his honor. That's what Genesis 18 was saying to me. Don't give nobody else God's honor because when you look up and see him coming, when you look up and see the blessings of God coming, when you look up and see the blessings is overtaking you, don't act like you don't see him. Bow down and give God his praise, his glory, and his honor. When you see God, Blessing someone else. Don't just act like you don't know what's going on. You get a hold of that thing. And you say, Lord, you blessed them. I'm asking you to bless me. While you all talking and, and, and while you all sitting down and you, you cooling out and you, you taking time out, God, while you working, pouring your blessings out over here, you know how they say, reach up and grab it. Get in while the water is stirred. I believe that when God was walking through that land, not only was Abraham, but he said God chose Abraham because he knew that Abraham was going to be a great nation and that his children was going to be a great nation, that his children were going to be blessed. And the whole earth was, is going to be blessed because of the blessings of the nation of the seed of Abraham. And, and I, I'm saying that, 
I may, may have left it out a little early, but I want you all to understand that if you bless God and God's people, if you bless people, God is going to bless you. I'm not saying that you only bless the people that say no. You bless the people in need. If you see somebody in need, don't see somebody hungry and you say, I'd rather throw I've seen people do this. I'd rather throw it in the garbage than to give it to them. No. If you're not going to eat it, don't spit on it. Don't throw it down. Don't throw it in the garbage. If you don't even want to throw it away, cover it up and leave it on the table. Or buy them something so they don't have to eat after you. Buy them something to eat. I remember one time I was in a restaurant and a young man came over to me. He was asking everybody in line to buy them some, buy him something to eat, buy him something to eat. And they was like, man, get away from me. You ain't going to do this. You're going to do that, you know. And I just stood there and I said, Lord, I know he's going to come to me. What should I do? God told me what to do. He said, ma'am, could you please buy me some meat? I'm so hungry. Could you give me some money to buy some meat? I said, young man, you can step in line in front of me and order you something, and I'll pay for it. I said, don't just order something. Order exactly what you want. And he looked at me, and he said, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I want some money because I want to go get something to drink. I said, well, you said you wanted something to eat. He said, I know, but I, I thought if I had to say it, I wanted something to drink, you wouldn't have gave it to me. So I was standing there, and myself, I wanted to judge him. But I heard God say, uh-uh, give it to him and tell him, I believe you're going to do what's right. So I said to him, I said, you know what, you asked for this, but I'm going to give you this. I said, but you do what you told God you was going to do. I said, if you want to go out here and buy something to drink, I said, you buy it. But you said you wanted something to eat, so here you go. I'm going to give you some money to get something to eat. When he looked at me and went to take the money, he went, he let his hand get over it, but he didn't take it. He said, I can't do it. He said, I don't want to get in trouble with God. Even a wine head knows that when God sends a blessing his way, he recognizes it. That man didn't take the money from me because he knew that once he told the line, when I said what I said to make him tell the truth, he said, uh-uh, I ain't going to do that. And he walked out the restaurant. He didn't bother nobody else while I was in there. And I said all that to say this. When God is doing something, when God is in his presence, when God is on the job, you better recognize what you said. Like Abraham, he recognized that God was passing through. And he recognized a chance to try to get a blessing on his bloodline because it said in the chapter 18 that his children, children and the children after them was going to be a blessing. So you have to know who the blessing is. You have to know how far the blessing can go because, see, if you teach your children and they teach their children, then they teach their children that they teach their children. It's like the old commercial when I was younger. It says, like the Pearl commercial, it said they told two friends, and they told two friends, and they told two friends. They said, you know, the whole TV screen was covered with two friends. So if you teach your children and they teach their children, the generational blessing is going to continue to flow. So 
So when you look at what today's lesson is, I would say God knows his plans that he has for you. Hmm. Not only do God know his plans that he has for you, God is approachable. You can talk to him. <laughs> you can ask him questions. He'll listen. He'll give you answers. And he will allow you to be a blessing to him. You know how what I mean by that? Give him his honor. Give him his praise. Give him his glory. When you act up out here in the streets and you wear the name in front of your name, you want to text yourself as a bishop, a pastor, a prophet, apostle, a deacon, a deaconess, a minister, an elder, a reverend, a man of God, a woman of God. You can go on and on and on. Whatever your title is, and you've got the title that represents God Almighty, you better recognize what you're doing and what, who, you're, who you're doing it under. Make sure you know that God is coming to judge. You know, I, I wanted to talk about something else today, but God has been putting that in my spirit. It's not that I heard somebody else say it. I heard what God said to me. You know, we have to make sure our house is in order. We know that we know that we live to go on to serve the Lord, but while we're here living, we must serve the Lord. And I just want to say, God, this is my due season. This is a season of blessing. You know, we all want to say the blessing is financial. Yes, we all want that. But our financial blessing sometimes is just the stability, the riches of your mind, the riches of your body, being healed, being uh, in, a, in a situation where you got a roof over your head. Do you know how many people don't have roofs over their head? I was having this conversation today about how many people are living in homes with no heat, no hot water. Look at what's going on on the news. I saw people that were on there saying their taxes was once $3,000, now they're 21000 Look at what's going on. You all, we better get the cry of the people in the ear of God so that God will come down and see about us. We know that he said, if my people who are called by that, we know that. But when are we going to do that? When are we going to get together and say, I don't care if it was a pastor with a big name or a pastor, you don't know their name. I'm telling you, get together and pray. If we come together and pray, I'm, things are going to change. The word says this is not yet the time, but these things too must pass. We can pray, God, heal the land, heal the people, heal us. We can pray. Yeah, let's get in a place where we know that we know God has knows the plan he has towards us. But, yeah, what is the plan we have towards God? Are we going to hide him under a bush? Are we going to keep him to ourselves? Are we not going to tell anybody about him? What are we going to do when it comes to the Lord? Yes, let's change 
some of the things that we're doing. We didn't get here overnight. We're not going to get here from here overnight. All I'm saying is allow God to be God and allow God to do what he come to do. So I thank you all for joining in. I hope somebody got something out of the lesson on tonight. Um, if you have anything you would like to say on um, blog talk, please go ahead. The lines are open. Um, this is your time. God bless you, Minister Sylvia, and all those who are listening on tonight. Thank God for another Friday night service. I just want to thank you for being faithful to your word and doing as God has told you to do and going forth in his name and teaching his people to look closer at his word and apply it to their lives. Uh, I simply wanted to add that this this um, interaction, this interaction between uh, Abram and God lets us know that the Lord wants an intimate relationship with us, Amen. and it's possible that we can walk with Him and we can talk with Him, yes. and we can ask Him questions about yes. things around us, about our life, our experience about things to come and about the past. But I heard a minister say, we can ask God questions, but we can't question him. We can't try and hold God accountable because he is not accountable to us. We can ask God questions, but we are accountable to him. We can't try and hold God accountable because he is not accountable. Thank you so much, Minister Margo, for your words of encouragement. I thank you for taking the time out to communicate with us on tonight and let us know that we can communicate with God. We can ask him questions, but we don't question his actions. I thank you for that. Is there anyone else? Amen, amen. I just wanted to say thank you for reminding us about the importance of prayer and that everybody can pray. Um, it's not based off of your title. It's not based off of your income. It's not based off of where you live. But everybody can pray. And it is so imperative, like you were saying, that we know that this is like the song you used to say way back in the day. It's praying time. Yeah. It is definitely praying time. And it's not, as um, oftentimes we say, the P-R-E-Y, but the P-R-A-Y. It is definitely praying time. And the key is that it is still two-way communication. It's not just us talking, but it's us listening to our great, awesome, I mean, words can't even describe how great God is. So thank you for reminding us to pray. Amen. Is there anyone else? Thank you all for joining in. Is there anyone else who would like to uh, comment at this time? Well, I thank you all for taking out the time to 
view this on Facebook, whether you're looking at it live or you're looking at it in the future, a replay uh, that the ones that listen to it on Blog Talk, if you're listening to it live or you're listening to it in the archive, I just want to remind you all that God is trying to get our attention. He's walking by. He's uh, letting us know that you don't have to look far. All you got to do is like Abraham, just raise up your eyes. If you can't see that God is right here in your face, because when you look at what's going on around you, I remember my Aunt Sweden um, once said to me, something had happened, I, I don't remember what it was, but what she said I never will forget. She said when stuff happens like that around you, and things keep happening around you. She said God is trying to get your attention because he's letting you know he's getting close to your house. And I was like, wow. And, and I do remember it was something that happened to uh, someone we know. I don't remember if it was a loved one or what, but someone we know. And she said to them, God is trying to get your attention because it's happening on your block the block over, the block behind. God is trying to get your attention. And it wouldn't shortly after that, something happened to that person. And she said, I hope they had got the message before it was too late. I remember that. When we see what's going on on the news and you see what's going on in the the areas that's going on, we got so much technology, neighborhood watch, ring doorbells, the the apps that's coming up on your phone, the uh, things that's happening in the neighborhood, what they're saying on the radio, on the news station. When you're getting all of this information and you see how close it is to you, your next question after you say, oh, wow, where did that happen at? Your next question should be, God, what did you say? What are you saying to me? That's why I said, Lord, if you are not tired of delivering me, I'm not tired of being delivered. I don't want to leave this place not doing what God told me to do. Hey, Sandy, I want to make sure that when I walk into God's presence, he say, good and faithful. So he don't say, I know you not. I, I, you know, even all the nicknames I have down here, God only have one name for me. And I want to hear him say good and faithful. I, I don't know if you all are really interested in the life in this book. But from the beginning to the end, God has given us instruction. Ah, from the beginning to the end, God has given us uh, how they say, uh, privileges. From the beginning to the end, God has given us love. God has given us a way to acknowledge, to know, and to follow. Know his instructions, follow his instructions, 
and apply his instructions to your life, in your life, and over your family. You can always say, God, as of today, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You can always say, Father God, I ask you right now to forgive me of every sin. If you don't know how to pray, ask God to teach you. If you know somebody that knows how to pray, ask them to pray with you. P-R-A-Y, not P-L-A-Y, not P-R-E-Y. Ask them to P-R-A-Y with you. If you don't have a church home, get a church home that's teaching about the word of God, not about words that sound good. Don't get me wrong. We could joke. We could laugh. We could talk. We could do all that. But the word, make sure when they're teaching you the word, you have the word that you can read along with them. Ask God for the understanding of the word. As my sister apostle, Priscilla Kaiser, always tell me, she said, read different doctrines so you can see what it's saying. Some doctrines leave certain things out. Mm. I found out that when she told me it is true. But you better know that you know that you know. When you're reading the true and real word of God, you better know that you know what you know when you're under the leadership of a real man and woman of God. Every laborer is worthy of his hire, but you don't give because somebody put a scare tactic on you. You give because God placed that in your heart to bless them. Um, I hope I said it the right way. If you pour a prophet a glass of water, you'll reap a prophet's reward. I, I'm just trying to make sure. I, I got friends on here and that's been knowing me a lifetime, and I got some friends on, on here that's been knowing me some parts of my life. If they know me, they know if God can save me, if God can change my heart, again, is there anything too hard for God? You, I guess you have to know the story, not just look at the book. When when I tell you God is an awesome God, there's nothing too hard for him. Believe me when I tell you that. There's nothing too hard for God. I love God with all my heart. With all my heart, I'm going to love God. So tonight I want to thank you all again for joining in. Uh, please share this video for people to look for the replay. Our foundational scripture is, Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Please tune in next Friday. It will be Prophet Antoine Thomas' turn to minister from 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And please tune in on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear our very own apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Margot McCor, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and Minister Carbon Kaiser. Please keep that Sunday morning team in your prayers. Apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Margot McCor, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Brandon uh, Merritt. I'm sorry, Carbon Merritt. God is going to do something for that Sunday morning crew. God is going to do something for that Sunday morning crew. And while you're praying for them, God is going to include you in your prayer for them. I, I ask God to bless them from the top of their head to the
to the soles of their feet. Inside and out, bless the bloodline, bless the organs, bless the way they walk, the way they talk. Bless their balance, oh God. God, everything financially, physically, God, I just ask you to overtake them with your healing mercy. God, I ask you to put a steadfast in them. God, I just ask you to do what only you can do. You know what each and every one needs. God, I ask you to speak to their needs in Jesus' name. I'm sorry for that sidebar, but I had to put that out there. I'm not saying no other night is not worth it, but it's something special about that Sunday morning Smile 3E Iron Sharpening Iron Tea. God has said, if you pour out blessings on them and prayers on them, he will pour out a blessing and prayers on you. I'm I'm just telling you, I I can't say it no elegantly. I'm not going to try to even say it. I said it the way God said it. If you pour out blessings of prayer on them, God is going to pour it out on you. Come back next Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our speaker is our very own Dr. Serena Wright. She is going to pour into us on Monday so you all can be ready to hear a great, God told me she got a great testimony for us on Monday night. I'm just asking you all to just tune in. I don't try to say what God said, but all I do know is God put it on my heart to say it. I'm going to say it. Please pray for this ministry. Smile 3E, 3E, Sharpening Iron. God is doing a new thing. God is doing a great thing. And those that that's going to be a part of this ministry, God is touching your heart and He's preparing you to get ready to do what God says because I believe Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron is going to be on more than twice a week. I'm I'm just saying. I don't know who it's for, but God is. He's opening up different avenues, not just Facebook, not just TikTok, not just Zoom or or any other form, but God is going to use every one of these forms. He's going to perfect everybody on the avenue he's sending them on because he said his word was going to Every highway and byway, there's not going to be an excuse. In Jesus' name, I pray these things are so, and so it is. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.